This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. That's right. I'm black. I'm back. And that's a fact. Okay. I'm back with part two of my series. We're talking all things Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. This time we're exclusively talking part two. And I've got a great guest that you want to hear from my sister in chaos. I can't wait for y'all to hear this conversation. I, of course, am talking to Chelsea of Oh No Bravo. Y'all know it's your favorite Instagram account. All of the hilarious things and all of the chaos that you enjoy when you log on to Instagram, it comes from her. She's also one of the co-hosts of I Am The Cute One, which is this like nostalgic ride to the 90s. Y'all, look, you're going to love this conversation. I know I'm um, thank you for all the support that you know, the love that you sent me for part one. Me and Teresa, we've been gushing. Not, not Teresa, Taria, child. If she think I, I hope she don't listen to this. She going to think I confused her with Teresa Jadicia, child. Her arch nemesis. Let me not do that. 
Anyway, <laughs> listen, I appreciate all the love and support y'all have been showing this series. I hope y'all love this too. And you know what? Let's jump into it. It is your weekly unscripted episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's get into it. right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you just want some extra insight on the scarlet witch or the marvel cinematic universe well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me Thing. You got to be on the phone with Elaine, with Sean or Donna. T-Bird, I'm going to call you back. I'm talking to my mom. You the quiet girl. You the try girl. You either think I'm stupid or you the blind girl. I don't know why that song was playing through my head the entire time I was watching The Real Housewives of Potomac. Y'all remember that song? That's just my baby daddy. Who, that's just my baby daddy. Who, that's just my baby daddy. T-Bird, that's just my baby daddy. You know what? Uh, something about that conversation <laughs> between Gordon and Mia about her mama. Look, I might have a few. Uh, I might have a few hot takes about that. Y'all don't be mad at me. Y'all know y'all come here for the chaos. I'm a damn sure give it to you. Okay. Hey guys, who? It's been a week since I've talked to y'all. First of all, thank you for the overwhelming like positivity, support, love that y'all have been showing me with these. Uh, this series that I've been doing, you know, I usually don't have guests on, but I'm like, you know what? It's year two. I want to start bringing people on a lot more often. I like talking to myself. I know y'all like hearing me ramble for an hour, an hour and a half, but these conversations are really fun. And I go on other people's podcasts all the time. So I'm like, I need to start having people on mine. Everyone's like, if you ever need a guest, I mean, damn, if you ever get tired of going and sitting in a, a damn closet and talking to yourself, I'm here. So I need to start taking people up on these offers. Okay. Look, before I play this conversation between me and Chelsea of Ono Bravo, I wanted to touch on the newest episodes of the Real Housewives of Potomac and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, there's only a couple of things I want to touch on. One of them being that verbal sparring match, that verbal tennis match between Mia and Ashley at that dinner. Whoo! Let me tell y'all something. That was like, that was a classic Housewives moment. That was hilarious. The moment when Mia said, where's your husband? I immediately went back. See, this is how you know you watch too much reality TV. When you start immediately thinking of other reality shows while you watching another reality show because somebody said something that you heard on another reality show, so you be thinking about that reality show while you watching that reality show. It's a lot. Like I, it, The moment when she said, where's your husband? And she's like, oh, he's at home with his kids. Izzy. And I know I'm not the only one that thought about OG and Kristen on Basketball Wise. Where's your husband? Uh, He's at home, Izzy, though. You know what? I love it, though. This was the battle that I didn't know I needed. Like, these two, their back and forth was hilarious to me. And look, 
let me go ahead and be a little petty, okay? It was I, I it was good to see two high yellows arguing, okay? Let me just say that. It was good seeing two high yellows arguing because normally we pitting skin tone against skin tone in Potomac. So it's good that it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't a, a, a black on light crime. You know, I'm just saying, oh, I'm petty. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm as petty as uh, Mia trying to pronounce Alzheimer's, child. Talking about some damn all timers, you know what? That shit had you in a chokehold, Mia. That's okay though. That's okay. It can it can have you in a chokehold. It's good to know that a lot of things with Potomac have not changed. They've been very consistent about their hatred for each other and like all this kind of stuff. But one thing, one love relationship that has always been there, always been there, is Michael Darby and his love of Juan Dixon. I don't care what Juan Dixon ever does. Michael Darby will be there to pick him up. You need to give it up. Had about enough. See, Robin, you better watch your man. He been, uh, Michael Darby been listening to Mokin' stuff from the 90s. He's mine. You might have had him once, but I got him all the time. You better watch out, Robin. That man been trying to lay in your bed for a long time. Don't let Michael Darby lay in your bed. Don't let him put his head where you lay your bonnet at night, okay? Don't let him do that because Michael will never leave. You think Michael want to be at home with Ashley and them kids? Hell no. Nah, he want to be with Juan. He go be there with Juan. Don't, listen, I'm not mad at you because I want to be there with Juan too. <laughs> I've been trying to get on uh, Reasonably Shady for so long so I could take Robin's life. I don't know what to do. You know what? Let me lead him along. Giselle's kids. Let me tell y'all something. Angel, Adore, and Grace, I'd have to kick them out their house. Y'all ain't about to be reading me for filth every time I walk into a room, okay? <laughs> I love these scenes with her ki- Giselle and her three daughters because they humanize Giselle so much. Y'all know I've never been apologetic about my love for the Green Eyed Bandits. They are an entity. I love them. They are the just the most hilarious things to me. They are so messy, and y'all know I love the mess. That's why I watch reality TV. I love it, but it's so good seeing, like, Giselle having this, like, completely different side with her daughters, and I just love it. And I love that they don't sugarcoat shit, okay, when they talk to her. They don't sugarcoat shit. She asked them their opinions, Oh, they give her their opinions, and I love everything about that. I want, like, a spinoff series of just her daughters, and I don't care if they, like, watching other reality shows, if they watching, like, I don't I don't care what it is. I just need them reading. You remember how they used to have fashion, what was it? It wasn't fashion police. It was uh, fashion queens on Bravo with Miss Lawrence, Derek J, and uh, 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 Bevy, Bevy Smith. And they would all just get together, read, laugh, kiki about the fashions going on. I need that, but with her daughters. Because I feel like they would put those through the shame. Like, they read their asses off. And I love everything about it. Last thing with Potomac. <laughs> the conversation, I know it's not funny. It is not funny. But it's funny because I was texting with some black people during this episode. And we was all like, child, you look... This scene between Mia and Gordon felt like a peek behind the curtain for white people, okay? You were really getting you were getting a peek into black culture then. Let me tell you something. I'm team Mia's mama on this one, okay? I am team Mia's mama on this one. What y'all not gonna do is go on vacation, come back from your vacation, and then go on a staycation. And you want me to keep your kids all this time? Oh hell no. Listen. 
Mia's mama, her 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 approach might have been wrong, but this ain't nothing new, okay? Black people, a black mama will call you, say, "Girl, come get these damn kids." I'm not about to keep. I got shit to do here. Look, Beverly and uh 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 uh, uh Yolanda, they've been calling me. I'm trying to go down to the casino and see what's you know what's tea. I'm trying to see what the people doing. Like Quad said, I'm trying to see what the people doing. You got me up here watching these damn big head kids and you don't want to come get them all because you and your husband need a vacation from taking a vacation. Oh, hell no. Mia, I'm on your mama's side with this. Go get them damn kids and bring them home. Y'all sitting up there in a hotel room while that lady still got them damn kids. I do you. Whew. Inhale. Exhale. Just know I'm team Mia mama. Mia said, come. <laughs> she said, come get these damn kids. Okay. She ain't have time for this shit. Over to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, that was actually a really good episode. We kicked it off, though. It it, it started off immediately kind of heavy. You know, we ended it heavy last week, and we start off heavy with Jenny talking about, you know, the miscarriages, the stillbirth, all of this, and her husband still, like, you know, remaining firm that he wants another kid. It's hard for me, like, to talk about these specific scenes because I hate invalidating either one of their feelings. Like, I know that, like, we all, you know, we're hard on Dewey and saying, you know, no, this and that and this and that. But I hate invalidating his feelings, too. Like, obviously, he wants more kids, and that's valid. But I hate that he's so firm with her, even though she's clearly been traumatized by the amount of stuff she's had to do to have the kids that she has. So it's it, it's a lot. But we kicked it off with, like, a lot more of that. But Jenny... Let me tell you something now. You're getting a little ahead of yourself. Don't do Mary Cosby, okay? You know this is a Mary Cosby stand podcast, okay? We love Mary Cosby over here. That is a the, the our queen of chaos, okay? We love everything about that chaos that she gives us. And you got a little too turned up. I want to make a distinction because people think Jenny is a prime example of this episode where she says, I don't like people telling me what I can and can't say or what I can and can't do. I think there's a big difference between you, like you, you're saying that you don't want someone to tell you how to speak. Perfectly fine. That, you know, you're a grown woman. You shouldn't be letting anyone tell you what to say. But I think there's a difference between that and somebody setting clear boundaries with you, saying what you can and cannot say to them. That's where those consequences and stuff come in. You can say all this stuff to them or whatever you want to do, but don't come at me saying, uh, shut the fuck up and let's do this and that and that. Oh, no, baby. Now we got an issue. I said, don't say that to me. You talking about you want to get bucked? We can get, look, knock if you buck. I'm uh, damn near from Atlanta anyway. I'm from Memphis, a little, a smaller, dirtier version of Atlanta, but that's okay. Y'all <laughs> get, in, get into it. But Jenny, all right. You know, I've been, I've been riding for you, Jenny. All right. Don't do that, okay? Don't do that. Listen, leave Lisa Barlow the hell alone. I'm tired of y'all ganging up on Lisa Barlow. Y'all know I'm also a big Lisa Barlow fan. Actually, me and Chelsea get into this a lot, so I'm not even going to belabor uh, Salt Lake City. We actually, she dropped a new Patreon episode, I think this past Friday or Saturday, one of them. And uh, we we talked all things Salt Lake City. So y'all go over to her Patreon. I'm sure most of y'all are huge fans of her anyway. So y'all probably are subscribed to the Patreon. You've already heard the episode. So you probably planned on coming here anyway. So go check it out if you haven't. And if you, you know, you, you want a little more insight on Salt Lake City, 
I actually, one of my, my faves, Nimare, aka That African Butterfly from Instagram, she sent in her thoughts about this, and she sent in some thoughts about the whole sister-wife conversation. And this is why it's so important. Like we always say, representation matters. Uh, opposing viewpoints and, and, and differentiating viewpoints are so important. She's talking about like sister wives, not necessarily from this standpoint, but from another one. And it's such like an amazing point that I want y'all to hear. So let me throw it over to Nimare. Hey, it's Nimare or that African butterfly. So I'm watching this episode of Salt Lake City and I have Salt Lake City. I have a couple of things to say. Uh, first with Janine and her husband and the sister wife thing. So I was born in Liberia. So it was my mom and my grandma. Hence why I'm African butterfly. Um, I was born in the city and my mom mostly grew up in the city, but my grandma very much grew up in the village. Um, our village is called Grebo and she actually was a sister wife. She was the first one. Um, she got married when she was like 13. Um, but you know, because she was so young, their tradition is that the wife goes to live with the family of the husband until they're old enough to like really be married and live in the home. Um, so then when she got older, she lived with him and then brought on additional uh, wives, but she was the first pick. So she got to do all that. So for me, hearing them talk about it is like, but also not super shocking. I think, I think Americans definitely put a huge taboo on the sister wife thing. And it's so awful, even, you know, with FLDS, I think that's the, the church name, but um, it, it, it happens in lots of countries. And I mean, it's not my cup of tea. But let's be honest, there's a lot of people in the U.S. who are sister wives and just don't acknowledge it the way how there's a lot of people who have open relationships and just don't acknowledge. But if you know your partner is with someone else and you still be with your partner, guess what, sis? Um, <laughs> but overall, I feel so sad for them for their loss um, and that they're both so clearly impacted. It's unfortunate that his culture makes it easier for him to accept or suggest a sister wife than it does to go to therapy when he obviously really needs to go to therapy. So I definitely hope that they get to that point. Also, I'm really disappointed with Whitney this season. Um, she needs to let the Lisa thing go. Like she really just wants to prove this point. Like as much as she talks about letting it go, she obviously cannot let it go. Even the way she's retelling the story, like, ha and I did this and blah, blah, blah. I saw the trap. Like, girl, what trap? Like what, what trap? They just want to, you to know that it wasn't, you know, I mean, I can't say for sure that Lisa didn't pick that place on purpose, but it's still, there was no trap. And, um, also it's weird to me, her friendship with Angie, like just on the side, like, why would you want to be friends with someone like that? See, that's what I don't understand. Like there's this thing, um, that I also go, and a lot of people go by, you know, which is like, don't tell me what someone says. Tell me why they felt comfortable saying it to you. And if I know someone was allegedly 24 years friends with somebody else, and then all of a sudden they're coming to me and telling me all of that person's private information, dirty business, guess who I'm not trying to forge a friendship with? Because you have just told me that you are not to be trusted. So it is amazing to me that like when he's really digging in with this friendship with Angie, um, even if it wasn't for like the lies which I'm glad that those will be revealed, but like telling her like all the stuff that Lisa said before, like, I don't know. I really don't trust people who tell me a bunch of stuff that someone else said to them privately, because that just shows me that you're untrustworthy. So 
It'll be interesting. I think Angie's going to get on the show, which is clearly what she wants. It's unfortunate they had to throw Lisa under the bus to do it. All amazing points, as usual, from Nimade. Uh, check her out on Instagram. She's at that African butterfly. She does a ton of lives and, uh, you know, other things. She has a YouTube channel, Bold, Black, and Addicted to Bravo. So uh, she's amazing. Check her out. I, uh, For those of you that don't know, I always welcome, like, submissions from my, you know, listeners telling me their opinions on the shows or questions, any kind of thing like that. So that's not something new here. It's something that, you know, we've always been doing. But if you're new here, if you've never listened to me before, feel free, slide in my DMs or slide in my emails, send me your thoughts on, you know, any of the reality shows, any of the Marvel shows, DC shows, anything. I'll put them in the episode, chat. Look, it's a collaborative effort, okay? Before I get into the conversation with Chelsea, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw it over to some (laughs) self-promoting advertising. And then I'm going to play y'all the entire conversation about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part two uninterrupted. So y'all can just enjoy that. See you on the other side. Are you looking for a cheap way to support your favorite content creator? You know who I'm talking about, the content creator that you happen to be listening to now. Yes, guess what? I'm on Buy Me A Coffee, or in my case, Buy Me A Beer, okay? Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash realitycomics2, the number two this time. Yeah, they said it was too long, yada, 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 whatever. Listen, I work hard to put out these two podcast episodes every single week to run the Instagram account, to do the polls, the stories, the uh, 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 everything else in between. Any support that you guys give me, I always appreciate. So if you're tired of uh, me constantly soliciting uh, ratings and reviews, then just buy me a coffee. I love you for it. Mwah! Oh, hello, all you beautiful people out there. Of course, this is the second part in this series that I'm doing. We're talking Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Part 2, the reunion. You know what I mean. (laughs) I am here. I have a very special guest. So last week, joining me for Part 1 was Taria of the What Else Is Going On podcast. This week, I am joined by another of our favorites. It's out my... (laughs) My my partner in chaos, my chaos kid and queen, as I like to call her. I'm joined by Chelsea of of everything, of Oh No Bravo, the amazing Instagram account, of I Am The Cute One, a Mary Kay Nashley podcast. She's here with me, and she does that podcast with who y'all know, my co-host Donnie from the Big Brother podcast. She does that with him. If you haven't listened <laughs> to it, it's amazing. It is like the, the wildest ride to the 90s that... It has ever been made. So <laughs> make sure you check it out. It's everything I need it to be. Chelsea. Hello. Hi, well, thank you for that plug. Isn't it so funny how incestual the podcast world is? You're like, right? my, like, we, I guess, are like Eskimo brothers with Don. <laughs> like, we're both podcast partners with him. Like, there's yes. a strange Venn diagram that happens with everybody. And I love it. I love our little group we found. I know. Watch out, Quinn. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So we are literally, we're recording this, and so much has happened today. Like, I literally just told Chelsea, I was like, oh, let's just, we're going to talk part two, you know, have, be cash, you know, super, you know, nothing to worry about. And then literally, every time you plan to, like, just have a little Bravo combo, mm-hmm. the world implodes in Bravo. So there are a couple things 
we might need to talk about. But before we get there, do you want to like tell them about the podcast or anything? I'm sure everyone that listens to me knows who you are, but you well, know, just very flattering. Just yeah. <laughs> I love, I love a shameless plug. Yeah. So <laughs> you can check out Donnie and my podcast. I am the cute one and nostalgia podcast. We started out just straight up Mary Kate Nashley, but in season two, we've kind of just like moved away to general nostalgia and talking about growing up in the nineties and early aughts. And basically just an excuse to talk about ourselves. We've had a lot of really fun guests on so far this season. We had Katie Maloney Schwartz. Yes. We had everybody's favorite Monty last week. And then this Sunday we have faces by Bravo, Steven coming on. So a lot of fun voices, a lot of fun stories. Um, So yeah, check it out. It's a good time. The episodes are short. It's just like kind of innocent, lighthearted fun. Well, maybe not innocent. I did tell Katie (laughs) a hand job story. So I would say lighthearted, lighthearted fun. (laughs) There we go. I love those are three amazing guests. First of all, I love that. I love y'all's podcast so much because it's always the perfect length for like when I'm going to pick up a seafood ball bag on the weekend. (laughs) I like have y'all to accompany me on the way there. So like I'm obsessed. Love it. I, okay, so they get a little more of a feel from you. You know, I don't want them to be, you know, shocked by any of your takes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chelsea has an amazing model that I too have adapted of housewives. She doesn't say I stand this person, I stand that person. She has a top five model as in like you're playing basketball and you've got your starting five, you know, you've got your bench players and all like that. Can I ask you who your top five are currently? Do you know off the top of your head? I can do it off the top of my head. So I do have to give the disclaimer that my top five is straight up cursed. Every time I bring somebody (laughs) up from the bench to the big leagues, they immediately do something problematic. So I'm just going to sage, sage the air in advance. Okay. So you know that I am your chaos partner in crime. I love a villain. I love a controversial housewife. So just podcast listeners take a breath I didn't want them to be shocked so I'm like let's get this out of the way yeah so I think right now top of head it's so bad to say Candace is still there I I love Candace she's such good television because she's a villain that fancies herself the hero like she doesn't know that she's the villain and I think that's so delightful to watch (laughs) I'm loving Lisa Barlow oh I love that I'm trying to think Garcelle has made her way up because I love watching her be called not direct, but just straight up being direct constantly and telling people just to shut up. And they're still (laughs) like, oh, you know, you're, you're throwing darts. It's like, nope, I don't know how much more direct you can get. Right. Let me think. I know I'm going to miss somebody and I'm going to listen back to this and be like kicking myself. (laughs) I. Any more Potomac women or I'm going to city by city. I think I have to put Ashley Darby up there. The fact that that woman, like oh. name a harder working housewife, name a harder working person to show up to work <laughs> weeks after having a baby and just like blowing up a bomb. Taria, I'm sorry. I know you're screaming right now, listening to this. I apologize. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think, hmm, you know, for the first time in a long time, I don't have anyone in my top five from New York. Mm. I don't have I'm thinking of if there's anybody else on mm. Jersey maybe anybody from Jersey I don't know I I feel like everyone on Jersey kind of goes in and out of being problematic so it's kind of hard to put them on the bench I mean to put them on the team (laughs) maybe I'm thinking Atlanta Mm -hmm. you know what I'm just gonna go for it pedal to the metal Kenya 
there you go. That's and are you are you watching her on uh Dance with the Stars? I haven't been. I need to. I just my kids have been sick, so it's been TV oh. time has been very monopolized by like Trolls World Tour, the Good Dinosaur, all of that. Of course. But yes. I've been watching um Donnie from Know That has been posting <laughs> clips. She's killing it. Oh, she's so good. I haven't I I I value my TV time, so I don't watch it. But mm-hmm. I, you know, when it, when the people tell me, okay, it's time to vote for Kenya, I go vote for Kenya because I love yeah. the clips I see. Now I'm not giving y'all two hours of my life. Now I'm not doing that, but right. I'm gonna support you. Okay, I'm a I'm gonna send the text messages. I don't know how many times you can vote, but I do it more than once, and then they <laughs> send me the angry like auto message back. I don't know what's happening, but that's okay. So who is your top five right now, top of head? Oh, okay. Top of head. Of course, Garcelle is mm-hmm. just my everything right now. Uh, I'm I'm currently mad at Porsche. You know, Porsche is usually always yeah. a, a top five in my book, but I'm very mad at her. So I'm I'm she's gonna she's gonna be over there for a while. So I'm gonna see that's the brilliance of the model. You can bench her, you don't yes. have to cut her from the team, but she needs to sit one out. She can cheer mm-hmm. for everybody else, but she has to take a moment, take a beat exactly you know what she's on my bench right now I haven't I, she she can be in you know the stadium she just can't she you know she you can't be on the court that's all she can be selling hot dogs with dennis in the stand exactly <laughs> what a perfect metaphor <laughs> you know what i think just to kind of piss her off i'm gonna put kenya in her spot now i feel like mm. that's very uh very biblical so i'm gonna do that mm-hmm um oh boy what are the what's even oh my god oh my god i have to mary cosby mary cosby i read your mind i felt the energy i need to i'm so sorry mary m cosby mary middle name cosby is in my top five as well yes mary middle name if that is not the best like i that's probably my favorite moment of like the season so far her being on watch what happens live it was just Mm. it was the chef's kiss of chaos i loved every moment of it uh who have i said so far so garcelle Mary Kenya, Kenya. yeah oh boy who oh Potomac oh you know I love my okay I'm gonna take Kenya out actually it's not biblical anymore well the (laughs) green-eyed bandits can be one player they like are the they're like the little kids that like sit short like you know sit on somebody's shoulders and wear the trench coat to disguise Mm -hmm. themselves as one person like they count as one spot yes my eight foot tall housewife right now is going to be the (laughs) green-eyed bandit (laughs) And then, uh, see, oh, I'm, I think I'm starting to realize why people hate all of my takes on Potomac because my other one is going to be Candace. And so that's kind of a, oh boy, that's a, that's a lineup. I feel like Garcelle is going to just be like, you know, hold on kids, hold on, hold on, hold on the whole time with that lineup. So I don't know what's going on. So, but Who that's my the five. people that play against the Harlem Globetrotters? I no even no idea. Maybe they play against themselves in different uniforms. <laughs> but they always there's like when they do it, they have like the bad guys that always come and lose yes. to them. We both just like manned the team for the bad guys. Yes, that was like the perfect like villain assembly. Like if we were like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we would absolutely be like Loki's and Thanos's right now. Like there's yes. not there's not a Captain America over here. Sorry people, you just got to <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it. My bad. Oh, God. So before we get into part one of the actual reunion, what we came here to talk about, a lot kind of broke today. And I kind of want to get your opinions on a lot of stuff, because a lot of these headlines have just been kind of like shaking my head a little bit. They've been shaking Mm -hmm. the table, as they say on reality TV. So let me get your thoughts on Teresa 
is engaged to that man. <laughs> what are you, yeah. Louis, Louise, Louis, Louis, Lulu, something, mm-hmm. somebody, Lula Rich, she's engaged to him. And uh, <laughs> he is the he is the human equivalent of Lula. Yes. yes. <laughs> the taco <laughs> leggings. Oh my God. <laughs> and so what do you think about that? Is it too soon? Is he a good match for? How do you think all this is gonna play out? Like, are we rooting for Teresa Rulas? Is it Rulas? Ruelas? I don't know. Yeah, I might be making it up. <laughs> I, so for as much as I love chaos and I love villains, mm-hmm. I also love love. And I'm never Aww. somebody that's like rooting against a marriage. I always want people to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Gollum Darby, then please kick him oh, to God. the curb, Ashley. But Go away. <laughs> I worry about this. I worry mm. about it. Um, Real Moms of Bravo did a deep dive on him on their Patreon and just yeah. very dirty john adjacent his past and it's like i really just i hope for her that this works and that he's not who he seems to be because it's just like such a shame that she went through what she's been through Mm -hmm. to potentially like repeat past mistakes and i just like i really root for her like i really want her to be with somebody that isn't a con man you know like i just i think there's a level of fame that some of these housewives reach and it just like it reminds me of brooks and vicky Mm. of like him knowing her drink order and like it was clear that she that he had watched the show and it's like i just worry you know to quote the bachelor i think he's here for the wrong reasons you know absolutely if he was on love island his head would get turned like immediately i get it (laughs) i totally get it like i don't know how i've been really conflicted about this because i'm okay first of all I'm one of the few people that did not find him to be the ugliest person on the planet. I've been very open about that. I I, mm. I like a, as my mother would say, a strong face. <laughs> I, I like a you strong like a face. face that resembles a baseball mitt. Exactly. You know, a little. You know, a little bit. It's been polished and leathered up a little <laughs> bit. You know, a little. Not as rithered, but you know, it, it's been through the mud. So I I don't mind it so much. But his. I don't know his energy sometimes not even like the things he says or anything but like you I feel like I watch and you can tell like the energy coming through the tv is just like I don't know very snake oil salesman but I don't want to put him in that I don't know I don't know I I feel bad for thinking that but it's also like we have intuitions for a reason like Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm hoping we're wrong I hope everybody's wrong I hope that he's a great guy that takes care of her and Mm -hmm. gives her everything she needs and they live together happily the rest of their lives i just it does to quote tim gunn this concerns me it concerns me as well it absolutely does so oh boy Teresa, we we wish you nothing but the best i hope that you know for the sake of my entertainment y'all were dragged through the mud this season because i need a good housewife season apparently the season's supposed to be really good but you know the new jersey filming I think they wrapped up. I think they wrapped up very recently. Because that's weirdly kind of a good sign to me if he proposed when they weren't filming. Mm. You know, like that's kind of like almost a point for him in my book that he's not doing it for like a storyline or a moment on TV. Like that weirdly makes me feel like if it was, I know they were just on vacation together and yes, it was in people and all of that. But like, (laughs) like at least maybe it's not 
I don't know. I think at this point, I'm just grasping for straws of like, this guy isn't terrible, right? <laughs> right. You want love to win. That's okay. That is okay. I was literally just going to ask too, like, he didn't do it on camera, but it wasn't people. Like, does it balance? <laughs> or, I right. don't know. Oh, well. Well, you know what? We'll just, we'll wish them the best and mm-hmm. we'll hope that, you know, we get to see it play out on camera. Maybe he'll change our mind this season. Now, oh boy. The story that really has everyone just kind of floored because there's been, okay, so there's been a lot of gossip coming out this week, uh, the week that, you know, this episode aired, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion Part 2. A lot has been coming out because Dave Quinn, he dropped his book, mm-hmm. and a lot of just like random, 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 incredibly off-putting stories have been coming out. I'm not going to touch on a lot of them. I'm not going to, I was going to put you on the spotlight because you you posted today saying like acting surprised that there's been a lot of tea that you've known for a long time <laughs> i was gonna ask for more but i won't do that to you because you just gave us you know some good insights so we'll take mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. <laughs> um the other thing ebony apparently versus the rest of new york and she's saying well the, the story is that L- ramona expected Luann expected and Leah for most people probably expected too. even though I've been kind of just like I don't know I haven't hated or loved Leah really I've just been kind of indifferent so Mm -hmm. you well you know I loved her first season but the second season I've been just kind of indifferent but apparently they said that they were going to Dave Quinn's big you know book party and they were going to make sure they had like a pack is the word that they keep using in headlines they had a pack to leave the party before Ebony got there and so apparently it's her versus the rest of them. I heard a little tea, but the person told me not to tell. So I'm not going to tell, but it all Can you tell points me when to... we stop recording? Of course. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it all, I'll say though, it all sounds like this could possibly be true. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this? Do you think, first of all, I, I know they haven't probably started filming yet, but do you think that these four are going to be back and, if not, who do you think is going to have to get dropped to make this show work again? I don't know. New York is a effing mess right now. Yeah. Um, it doesn't surprise me because of the narcissism that, that is all of the women on New York. Yes. Like only those three could go through this past season, mm-hmm. see the viewer feedback, and then double down in being assholes. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like my when I do my Patreon podcast with my sister in law, she works in PR, and so she mm-hmm. her favorite thing to say is like from a self preservation standpoint <laughs> right. when she talks about <laughs> these things because it's like okay, yeah, even if you're actually an asshole, and even if you actually are just like a terrible human being, from mm-hmm. a self preservation standpoint, wouldn't you want to like see the viewer feedback and be like, you know what, maybe I should look like less of an asshole this year, and, right? You know, I know that this wasn't like a filmed event, but like this story is leaked from somewhere, like somebody let Mm -hmm. the people know Mm -hmm. and I just it doesn't surprise me with Leah but it also is like I would expect more from Leah not from like a moral standpoint but from a PR how does this look standpoint because I think she's very intentional about who she partners with and who she aligns herself with Mm -hmm. so it's very strange to me that she would be aligning herself with Ramona after this past season you know what I mean Ramona of all people mm-hmm. like I'd never like I mean I I know the season ended with kumbaya but even that shocks me that 
after that season ending, it's still so contentious between everyone. It's it's so weird. I don't know. It's just like I I don't know what to make of it. It's all icky to me. I hate this. And apparently they're trying to blame her for the low, the quote unquote low ratings. Ugh. And it's oh boy, yeah. it's a lot. I think, and this is going to be a hot take. So Ooh. casting Roni is kind of like the game at all like Saturday Night Live fans do of like casting the ultimate cast where mm. nobody's ever happy and everybody always thinks that your answer sucks. So yes. I'm fully prepared to for people to tell <laughs> slide in my DMs and tell me that my answer sucked. Okay. But I think bring back Tinsley. I'm never yes. usually a fan of bringing back a housewife, but I think that mm-hmm. she has a story to tell. I think mm-hmm. bring back Leah because that's a genuine connection. Mm-hmm. I think keep Ebony mm-hmm. because I think every first season housewife deserves at least a second season. And she certainly deserves a second season, especially Absolutely. after not having a reunion to be yes. able to speak her piece. I think bring on one of Ebony's authentic friends in mm-hmm. real life, bring them on, maybe bring on, I'm trying to think of who would be a good friend of. I think keep either Luann or Sonia as a friend of. I think that their story has been told, but if we want to keep them in the mix, then fine, make them a friend of. They can come to all the events, all of the group events, all of that. Uh But then I think, and then I think maybe, I think then maybe a wild card. Of somebody that's in that social circle. Yeah. I mean, my, my favorite to always throw out is I want to see um, Kelly from Kel on Earth on there. Oh. Like, just to like, because she's friends with Leah too in real yeah. life. So, like, throw her Kelly in Catron, or something. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, throw in a somebody that's in that world, mm-hmm. but that the women have like loose connections to and then cast them. But I think Ramona has to go. Yes. OGs, I think that their stories have been told. And I really do think OGs should slowly transition into that friend of role where they're a part of everything, but Mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about fake storylines and we don't have to hear about like house renovations that, you know, have gone on for a decade now. Oh my God. You, you just like pre, I know we'll, we'll probably get hate for this section of the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but I am like 3000% on board with you. That makes complete sense to me. If they're going to keep, I think they should, they're probably not going to get rid of Ramona. I think that mm-hmm. Sonia and Luann are probably a little bit in jeopardy, but I think more, they'll probably just add more people. But if I could have my wish, it would be exactly what you just said. And then introduce a, a new person in there just because, plus I think Roni, as big as the city is, I think they can handle a really big cast. Like mm-hmm. some of my favorite seasons are the ones with seven, eight, housewives so like why not right Right. especially if they're not like a lot of these women aren't in a relationship or like they don't Mm -hmm. have kids at home so there's not as much of the at-home scenes so you Mm -hmm. have more opportunities for more women because we're not having like you know the 10 minute segment of like oh here I am playing with my kids and being a mom is hard and all that stuff exactly oh boy who knows? Uh, Bravo, if you're listening to this, I know you are. No, you're not. But if you are listening to this, <laughs> if by some chance someone gives it to you, slide in our DMs. We're, we're happy to talk about this happy stuff with to you. Talk about it. We're happy to craft our own little chaotic ass show to, you know, to please nobody but us. But hey, I'm, I'm willing to do it. You want to jump into Beverly Hills? Please. I'm ready. Oh, okay. So the same way I started with Taria and the same way I'll start, you know, the other segments, I've got to kind of get your thoughts on the fashions first. Mm -hmm. So I thought that since it's you, my, my partner in chaos, I want to kind of do it a little different. 
so we can talk about the actual looks like which ones we liked or not but depending on how we talk about them like if we like them or not i'd like to give them a new name like oh. them as a character you know i want it to be blank olsen so they're going to oh. be a part of the olsen family but however we land on the new name <laughs> we'll just we'll just land there i have no okay. idea where this is going to go but okay. it's going to go so why don't we just go from you know left all the way around to sudden so crystal i like crystal's look i like it actually better at the reunion it's mm. fine like it's it fits her nice it's fine mm -hmm. it's kind of like her first season it was fine it was good right, like right. it's not anything to like write home about I'm pleased with it it's not right. absurd she doesn't look like she's trying to be the star of a 90s prom movie as some others perhaps yeah. are. yeah <laughs> I think it's fine I it's it's fine I you know what I agree I I love the the color i think the actual color mm -hmm. looks amazing mm -hmm. on her i love the hair thought the hair looked great simple makeup looked good i thought she looked good you know it's not a you know i always think like in terms of beverly hills i don't think there's one beverly hills like reunion look i've ever remembered honestly per se but like you know certain cities are always like i you know like atlanta i always mm -hmm. associate their reunion looks with like you know i got to see what they're wearing what are they doing and then sometimes potomac just gets it so wrong that I remember right. a lot of their looks too. But, but you know what? This year's Potomac reunion looks are better than Beverly Hills. Yes. yes I'm yes, like, yes. are we living in the upside down? Something has happened. Like I know Mercury was in mm -hmm. retrograde, but like something was <laughs> happening there where it's like, it was like a freaky Friday situation. It was, it's weird. You know what though? I always, someone else said this too, that Beverly Hills, like their fashions get it so right during the season, but then it's just like they're so tired by the time reunion comes. It's just like, yeah, whatever. I I got this old thing they get they sent me and told me to wear on Instagram. I'll put that on for the reunion, and then it's just like <laughs> it's fine. But Potomac, a lot of them got it very right this year. Like, oh, as a cast, they look phenomenal. They look great. Kudos, yeah. you guys, because they try to talk about y'all a lot with <laughs> the fashion. So. Yeah. Good job, well, guys. I mean, Giselle still snuck in like a Debs <laughs> uh, cutout uh, <laughs> jumpsuit there, but you know, whatever. At least she got oh, the color boy. right. So I think <laughs> I'm going to name Crystal Katie Olson. Katie, Katie because okay. it's like it's it's Katie, you know, like it's yeah. it's a, it's a solid name. There's a lot of Katies out there. It's a okay. good one, Katie. If you're listening, it's a good name, there but go. it's not like a it's not a unique or like crazy name out it's there. Not it's a, like it's, it's a not good a Zinpepe, you know. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, mm -hmm. a Katie. Okay, okay. I'm 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 completely on board with that. We'll go with Katie. Um, Dorit in the wedding dress. What do we think about that? <laughs> I like it better seeing it. Because originally mm -hmm. I was very concerned that it was just like Ramona adjacent with like the macrame. But when you see yeah. it like under the reunion lights, it is like a little shimmery. Mm -hmm. It's good. I like her hair and makeup. I think she looks nice. Mm -hmm. Have you heard the rumors about her wedding dresses? No. What? Oh, no. There's Are we getting more whole, tea? <laughs> yes. There's a whole like takedown Instagram account. So just so that Kendrick and I don't get sued, this is all allegedly. And right. also, you know, I don't know if this is true stories or anything. I don't mm. know the name of the handle. You guys can Google, you know, I know that you yes. know how to use the internet, but <laughs> there is a lot of stories allegedly of brides receiving their gowns and them like just like falling apart <gasps> oh no yeah like on their wedding day like 
the pearls just like coming apart. Not a good, not a good look. Oh no. You know what that, I almost feel like that's in keeping with Dorit though. So so, I'm, you know, that doesn't all the way surprise me. Oh dear. I'm going to have to, yeah, send me that Instagram handle. I kind of want to go down it. (laughs) I like to do a little research tonight. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. You know what? I actually, when the photo came out, I loved it. The, my biggest problem with this whole reunion though, the camera, like I feel like it did with Potomac too, like their last reunion with the yellow it really washed like I don't, it was not a flattering i don't know mm-hmm. if it's lens or what but it was not like it was very they need to move back to like the old school soap opera vaseline over the lens like yes. there <laughs> is such thing as too high def oh god you know? yes. like we don't need to see every certainly i wouldn't want to be in a high def, def camera like we don't need to see every nook and cranny <laughs> you know no i'm i'm okay with y'all not getting a look at all of this under you know the certain lights what are we going to name dorit <laughs> i think we're going to name her terry just because her dresses are allegedly oh. tearing apart oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so terry, terry olsen. olsen there we go i'm on board with that oh boy my arch nemesis lisa renna what did we think about this look i mean <laughs> i hate to say it but i low-key love it <gasps> i I think it's like, it fits her well. She looks like a Disney villain. She is a Disney villain. You know what I mean? I feel like it fits her well because she is like embodying the fact, like she's leaning in Mm -hmm. to being this character. To being Ursula. Right. Like she's about to steal someone's voice and she (laughs) doesn't care. At all. That is so funny because literally in my notes somewhere, I refer to her as a Disney character. So we're we're on the same page there. You know what? This it kind of threw me off a bit because I told Taria like it's something I feel like like Cynthia Bailey could have took this idea and like really nailed it. Right. It was kind of off-putting for Lisa. Like I felt like but you you know you you just said she's transforming into the character she's been playing. So it did. Yeah. It felt like she was pretending to be somebody else with this look. And then the ponytail, it, it it all just threw me off. It was the it was a lot. Ponytail was a lot. I didn't <laughs> love that we had to name it. It's like okay, so your storyline yeah. is your daughter dating Scott Disick, and your personality <laughs> is now naming your wigs. Cool, 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 cool. What riveting yeah. television! Exactly. Sorry, I had to look because one of my followers. This is just another example of um, my followers being way funnier than me, and it just drives me crazy. So I have to give Samantha Blank credit. Because this is going to be her name. Okay. Because Samantha Blank, and that's literally her handle, said that Lisa Rinna looked like Randall from Monsters, Inc. Are you familiar? I I am, yes. (laughs) So this is going to be Randall Olsen. Randall Olsen. Okay, I love that. (laughs) I just see that. I love when people like phone in and do our job for us. Like, that's it makes our job so easy. It's like, thank you for that joke. You're so much funnier than me. Exactly. See that we're preparing one day to be, you know, television or radio personalities where we have our writers come in and just uh, hand us the cue cards. Receive and oh, so God. it is. Manifestation. There we go. <laughs> oh boy. Erica Chahoy. I don't know what to call her anymore. So I'm just going to call her Erica Chahoy. What do you, what, what I... <sighs> I I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's terrible. Everything yes. about it is terrible. <laughs> that I know. <laughs> I know that she doesn't have the glam squad budget 
anymore, but something mm-hmm. is amiss. And yeah. it also, you know, like there are many things you can focus on, but the thing that I'm focusing on is the cubic zirconium cross that she started wearing. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it's very like schoolgirl. I'm just sweet and innocent. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not. I'm not know. a girl, not yet a woman. Yeah. Ugh. It's very much that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Someone, oh, who was it? Uh, I think it was my follower, Danielle, sent me a picture side by side. And I don't know why I, I like, I was kind of floored that like, I didn't think of it or I don't know if anyone else thought of it, but it's literally almost like exactly the same dress that Hannah from Summer House wore to their reunion. Do you remember that dress that we all like? Yes. Yeah. I did hate it. So I don't know if this is the same designer or what, but if it is, hang it up flat screen. Like it's not working out. Like don't, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Does that designer just like come in and it's like, you're going to have the worst reunion of all time. Please <laughs> let me dress you. Exactly. Oh my God. I a dress to match the mood. I, lo- I kind of love that now, but yeah, both still yeah. horrible dresses. Terrible. Uh, and also if Erica Jane is dressing like Hannah from summer house, <laughs> like, I mean, that really just says it all. That is literally like probably the worst thing that's happened to her all year. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been through a lot. She's been through a lot. Uh, you know what? I think her problem with this reunion was we're so used to seeing her in like insanely heavy makeup. Like her and Tyra Banks have that same thing where like Tyra always wears super heavy makeup. Mm -hmm. And then when you see them like with light makeup, you're kind of like, who's that? You know, it's kind of that, that whole thing. So I think that's that's why I like to keep my expectation. The bar is on the floor (laughs) for Dr. Bald, my husband, because I wear makeup like four times a year. So then when go. I wear makeup, like I put on a little mascara and he's like, oh my goodness, like what's happening? I'm like, oh, and don't worry, I shave my legs too. Oh. Like, you have to like really keep the bar on the floor. So then there you, you just like show up and people are like, oh wow, you don't look like a toad. This is amazing. <laughs> you risk though, because you show up to events and they're like, I'm sorry, you're not on the list. Who the hell are you? <laughs> you're like, mom, it's me. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Andy, you look nice in your suit, I suppose. Uh, Wait, what do you think we should name um, Erica? Oh, Erica. Uh, listen, this has been a rough reunion for her. I was thinking not necessarily a name, maybe like a sound effect. So like maybe, <laughs> maybe thump. Olsen or <laughs> or Olsen, there we go. something like you know something yeah. in that wheelhouse mm-hmm. we'll we'll just say sound we'll effect Olsen. Yes, there we yes. go <laughs> what about Kyle hmm. if you tell me you like this I'm hanging up no I was oh, about to say God. this seemed to be like a hot topic because some people like love this look and I was like that is someone's 15 year old daughter's dress like is that Portia's like bar mitzvah I don't know what's appropriate for a bar mitzvah but like is that her bar mitzvah like what is that that is a young dress it is too young and I'm not age shaming here it's just no it's the facts of life that (laughs) a woman of a certain age and I hey I am hitting that age like it's everything though it's like all of it together it's not just the dress it's the hair it's the makeup it's all of it it's so and it's not a reunion dress like I could almost excuse it because and my sister-in-law and I got into a heated debate about this over on oh because she liked it 
And she was saying like, because Kyle's body is amazing and she looks phenomenal in it and it fits her like a glove, which I can say yes to all of that, but Mm -hmm. it's not a reunion dress. Like I could almost excuse it if it was a confessional look, but it's not a reunion look. I'm still very confused about the theme. I know it's Kathy Hilton's backyard, apparently, but like, <laughs> right. I guess everybody dressed how they would to go to a backyard barbecue in Beverly Hills at Kathy's house. I don't know. True. But I think it's the hair too. Like she did the thing I used to Thank do in you. middle school in like my, my seventh grade picture where it was like, <laughs> two, like very tiny strands that are just like caressing your cheeks down. Yes. It's oh my God. Much. I love that you're so committed. You actually just took out the strands from your, I, your like, hair I have to push too. it back now. <laughs> oh my, this was okay. So I'm glad you brought up the hair because the hair was probably what did it for me too. Like, I, I don't know if I would have minded it. I, I hated the dress, but I wouldn't have minded it so much had it not been such a like, I'm about to put on a ball gown updo like i didn't understand like how those two meshed together it was just a, it was a whole mess for me i don't know who who misses like this like what is her name who misses this way in fashion giselle giselle, <laughs> giselle olsen okay <laughs> over in beverly hills she drove that little gucci car all the way to the west coast <laughs> and now she's on next there you go i'm proud of you giselle uh our boss our mutual top five member garcelle what did you think of that look I loved this look. It was unfortunate that the netting was not her skin tone, which I think speaks yeah. more to the issues in the fashion industry than mm-hmm. to Garcelle. But like, if if that had matched her skin tone, this would have been like out of the ballpark for oh, me. Oh yeah, absolutely. I loved the makeup. I loved like her gems on the eyes. She looked stunning. Mm-hmm. The lighting that they were using for everybody, like it worked for her. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, I hope that somebody behind the scenes, like that was a shady move to be like, we're going to light this room for Garcelle and everybody else is going to look like they're living under a bridge. Yes. But I, she was one of my favorites and I liked that she went for it. I liked the old Hollywood glam hair. Like mm-hmm. she was one of my favorites for sure. You know what? The first, I feel like something like, I don't know if it was the first part. We just kept seeing her so much like in conflict. I like didn't I felt like she looked a little washed out but every time they showed her on the second part I was like oh that's like that's I actually like that beat like that's a nice face and everything you said about the dress absolutely like 100% felt the same way I bet that if I bet if she like sat in her room and like took her own like selfie in that it probably would have looked amazing because mm-hmm. nowadays iphone cameras are better than the damn production <laughs> camera so who knows <laughs> what are we i feel like old hollywood maybe we should name her like a uh not uh, who's the uh, dorothy like dandridge like dorothy olsen i love that dorothy olsen there we it go it does remind me of candace's mother who is my arch nemesis oh, i'll dear. let it go i'll let it go it's a good dorothy it's okay good we're We'll we'll name her Dorothy, but we won't allow you to nickname her Dot. How about 100%, that? Hundred percent. There we go. Okay. And last but not oh shit, I skipped Kathy, didn't I? What what do we think of Kathy? I, Kathy's oh. fine. It's not a reunion look, but she yeah it fits her well. She looks beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I mean, money will get you the best of the best. Like she her face looked great. Her yeah 
dress looked great. I, I don't know. Like it's not a reunion dress, but also she's a friend of, so I'll, and it's, she's Kathy Hilton. Like, I'm just surprised she showed up to the reunion and knew it was on Bravo. So, you know, <laughs> fine. It's fine. I'll guarantee you Kyle drove her there. Probably. She's like, no, we got to <laughs> get here on time. Like, let's, let's go. You know what? You're right. That's like the equivalent of what do we name Crystal? Katie. Mm-hmm. it's it's, it's kind of like the op it's not the opposite but like the the mirror image of katie so like since maybe there was a a mary kate maybe we name her marie oh marie I, olsen yes marie olsen there 100%. we go marie olsen and katie olsen there we go we'll see look at this we're we're doing this we can work <laughs> for marie claire we can be on project runway right now this is amazing our last look sudden strack what did you make of this Oof. <laughs> Oof. I was disappointed for many reasons. Like we know that she doesn't like to dabble in ready to wear. She likes the couture stuff. And I'm like, if you're going to go couture, like mm-hmm. this is your chance. Yeah. Out that, that dress costs like more than my mortgage. Like I'm sure right. it's expensive, but it just like, I was like, this is where you can wear a piece, you know, like we know that you have ties with all of these designers. Like this is where you could really like show up and do it. The earrings were very Countess Luann adjacent for me. It just like it, the hair, it just was a miss. And like, not that Sutton's necessarily known for like hitting it all the time with fashion, <laughs> but she at least usually will like, and she actually, she did better. Like her confessionals this year were pretty yes. good. You know what I mean? Like she's on the right track. She's having her little glow up. Mm -hmm. And this was just, I was like, why? Like a strapless blue, like prom dress. What's happening here? It gave me like junior miss in Macy's. Like that's exactly, it was like that (laughs) kind of like, it's like, I'm not going to my prom. I'm going to my boyfriend's prom, like, you know, at a different school. Like you would be so (laughs) excited because it's like 30% off. So you can buy it and like wear it. And you're like, and I can also (laughs) probably wear this to the formal later this this year when I go to mine because nobody will have seen it. Yeah. Exactly. That's all of a sudden (laughs) I need like, I don't know what's happening, but I, I feel like she has all of the pieces in her closet. She just might need a little help with what to wear, when to wear it, and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, yeah, this was a, a whole miss for me. So. I was happy to see her in heels, that the ankle yes. is that she's wearing her heels again. Like, I was pleased for her for that. Like Good, good sudden. Yeah, it's going the right way. So, okay, before we name her, whose look did we like better because we might need to go above a sound effect or below a sound effect did we like her look better or erica's look better i think on i think on principle i think on principle i'm putting sutton above erica but really they're like neck and neck yes so we'll go principle we'll give her we won't give her a sound effect but we'll go Mm -hmm. a a little above it so what are we gonna name her something with a lot of vowels Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm trying to think of like like mckinty or something mckilty something that's like a family name name board somewhere you know something that like you know how you get so mad like you don't see your name like on the little magnets (laughs) on vacation but like they have like some random name like a uh Mm -hmm. darth or so you're like who is that (laughs) like what are you doing okay so mckintley mckintley olsen is what we'll go all right we had to, we, we talked fashion, so we're good to go now. Now we can get, we've talked about the important stuff. Now we can get into the actual reunion now. So we kick right back off with, were you faithful to him? 
And then there was silence. And she said yes up until the divorce. Do you believe her? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think like at the very least, I imagine there had to have been like an emotional affair or two. But yeah. I don't know. I like Erica is strangely old fashioned for being mm. so like progressive and like, you know, wearing like a CUNT necklace and all of that. Like, she does seem to have very traditional values in very specific ways. So I mm-hmm. could almost believe that she stayed faithful to him. I kind of, I almost could too, because it, I, one, I don't think Tom is giving amazing sex out to anyone. So I'm not going to believe that, but I, she does kind of strike me as the, I can be incredibly sexy, but I don't necessarily want to have a lot of sex kind of vibes yeah so maybe maybe she didn't she didn't need to go outside yeah I think if she did it was probably more emotional than anything oh Erica it looks so it looks like we're kind of going to get the way these episodes are scheduled it looks like we might get a little Tom and Erica in every single one because we kind of kicked off the first part with Tom and Erica and then we now we got this like 30 minute segment and then he was like okay we'll be back to that later and I was like oh shit like we're getting a lot of Tom and Erica which I expected but I just assumed like parts three and four would be dedicated to you know Tom and Erica but which I I hate to like empathize with Erica but I do think that part of her and I know we're talking about part two but in part one Mm -hmm. she was like the old man Muppet in the balcony just like yelling out things and being like, yes. ah, like I do that too. Like, I work hard for my money. And it like I I do not at my age. <laughs> like I do feel for her that like I can't imagine how stressful the situation is to know that you're gonna be grilled and you have to toe that line of being honest and like making the audience like you, but also you can't answer certain things. And so to not have your own segment where it's like, okay, once the segment's over, I can like relax a little bit Mm -hmm. and to have to be, I mean, you see her posture, her posture is literally like disinterested mannequin woman where she's like, you know, very, very like (laughs) upright. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you see how tense she is. Like she's going to be sore the next day. Oh, absolutely. She probably didn't get, the way this reunion's going, I doubt any of them got out of bed for a while anyway. Mm-mm. Oh boy. So we get a line of questioning from Andy and the fa- <laughs> the fans question the picture that like she's painted over the years, like this picture perfect marriage, but then suddenly he's a terrible guy this whole time. So like she says marriage is complex and that she couldn't go anywhere, meaning she couldn't leave him. And then Andy gives us the line that we've all kind of been waiting for. And he says, I know how much you make on this show and it's a pretty penny. Well, he didn't say pretty penny, but you know, he, he says, I know how much you make and it's not bad. And then Erica Jane or Erica Chahoy, Girardi, I don't know, <laughs> who's been spending years telling us that her tours were like self-funded and, you know, she's done all this on her own and what her glam costs and like all this kind of stuff says that she handed every single paycheck she's made over to Tom Girardi immediately did you believe this or like I because I don't want to like one thing I'm always weary about I'm nervous to like dismiss financial abuse because it's very real in a Mm -hmm. lot of people's households but did you did this strike true to you or did you just kind of think it was another tactic from the lawyers and Erica so two things Mm -hmm. this for me was like the most I felt like Erica gave us of authenticity. Like this reunion was the most that I felt myself being like, I feel like this is true. 
Mm-hmm. But also immediately <laughs> after watching this episode, I saw Sophia Ross's or sorry, Sophie Ross's tweet yes. where she pulled clips from Erica's book where she's talking about how she's like always talking to the lawyers and she knows what the IRS is taxing them and she's like Mm -hmm. so involved and it's again it's like this double-edged sword that she has painted her she's painted herself in a corner because for so long I think she didn't want to be perceived as a gold digger. So she presented herself to the outside world as like this independent woman who is a partner with Tom. I think because she was combating that stereotype for so long of like the sugar baby that had married an older man. Right. Now it's coming to like bite her in the ass. Cause I do, I think it's like shades of gray. I think I do believe that she probably had her paycheck and she gave it to like their financial advisor or their lawyers or like mm-hmm. whatever rich people have, you know, I don't know. Right. Who, who the hell? But knows? like, <laughs> but I, I imagine that like she came into this marriage as a 27 year old and she came into like all this wealth and it was like, well, this is how it's handled. When you get paid, give it to our financial advisor. Like it goes into this account. Here's your uh-huh. credit card. You don't worry about it. Like we'll manage the finances. If, oh, great. You're making money from the show. Cool. Here, we'll put it in this account. Uh-huh. You know, so I, I do believe that she didn't know all the goings on, but I think what bites her in the ass every single time are these previous narratives uh-huh. painted about her life. Like if she didn't, if she didn't ride so hard for this life, she sold to us for six straight seasons, then I would have an easier time believing her now. I feel the exact same way because I, I, my literally my next question was going to be like, did all of this, because we've seen like in this reunion, the Fox force four, I don't know where (laughs) Teddy is, but the Fox force four has like really kind of like, they were okay with the gang of last episode, but then like this episode, they've all really just been like making sure that everything Erica says can be backed up with their support. So like, mm-hmm. it's been like, you know, Kyle was talking about her friend's grandma with dementia. Uh, Lisa, you know, was when she wasn't acting like a, a live action Disney villain, Ursula. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be in a new movie, but Melissa McCarthy might've got that role. But uh, Dorit finishing everybody's sentences. Like, you know, we, it, it was a lot of support from their corner. And it was going to make me ask you, were you starting to believe a lot of the stuff that Erica was saying? Because I'm not going to lie. I caught myself a few times in this being like, shit, that's kind of believable. But then of course our Instagram detectives find everything. So then I'm like, Nope, I'm right back at square one. Nope. Not doing it. Not going to do it with you. But I'm still, even now I'm just kind of like, shit, that kind of sounds believable. See, this whole time though, number one, I fully admit I am a sucker for Bravo editing. Like so many times I've like literally had to go on mixing with Moni or had Moni come on my Patreon because I'm like, I feel like I need a bitch slap and I need like a splash of water in the face of reality because she's so good at like sifting through everything Mm -hmm. because I am a sucker for Bravo editing. And there are times where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh, look at her and her (laughs) tiny little shack on the mountain that I could only dream of affording. Oh, she's now look at her in her Range Rover I know (laughs) this reunion I felt like was the most authentic it seemed and I don't know if she was prepped by her lawyers or like she Mm -hmm. watched the season back and was like okay I need to do some like course correction of how I was presenting myself but right I still think I do believe that like 
for the majority of her marriage, she didn't know what was going on. I believe Mm. that. And I believe that she didn't know the extent of the alleged crimes that were going on with Tom. Mm -hmm. But I also, at the same time, don't think that she left him. And it was like the world's biggest coincidence that it's like, all the shits going down behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like right. I think at some point she was like, oh my God, the ship is going down. I got to jump. Exactly. And it's been, you know what? I have uh, Nimade, who's uh, that African butterfly on love Instagram. Her. Love everyone it's her loves birthday Nimade. tomorrow. Happy birthday. That's right. She's, I'm going to snitch on her right quick. She's not supposed to, she's supposed to be taking a break from social media, but I've, I've seen you <laughs> out there, Nimade. I've seen you out there. <laughs> but she, um, she's a really good one because she like her thoughts on Beverly Hills in particular are always so thoughtful and so like I'll be like ranting one way on my podcast and then like you know on my podcast I usually accept like voice messages and people will like you know tell me their opinions on stuff hers are always so thoughtful and she's one that's really kind of like you know what I don't believe this I don't believe that but Erica said this and I believe that and here's why and the way she Mm -hmm. breaks it down is always so good. And I really kind of found myself doing that a lot during this episode because Erica's really like, I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe because like stuff like that, I feel like maybe that stuff. Okay. Erica, I've had a hard time with, especially on social media, because I feel like it's been just so like, uh, oh no, I'm right. Whatever you peasants shut up. I'm going to do whatever I want to do while I watch cartoons. That's where my sister-in-law says from a self-preservation standpoint, you're making yourself look like an asshole. Exactly. And she is the absolute queen at it. But during this, I was like, wow. I don't know if it's maybe because I know people that like, have been through the like you don't need a credit card if you need money come to me kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and so like that might have tugged at a couple of strings common than people think way more common than Mm -hmm. people think absolutely and so I don't know it was that aspect of it but something kind of tugged at me a little bit I don't know you're still in the doghouse Erica but you know I don't I don't believe that you're lying about everything like I was before. So we'll give you what we call, we'll give you a little grace. How about that? <laughs> I'm I'm in the grace giving business nowadays. So what about that? Um Andy asks, did you know there was a liability when you left? And Andy, <laughs> I felt like that was kind of a way of saying like, did you leave because the money's gone? Basically, like were you, you know, I don't want to say those that Kanye West song, but you know, <laughs> you, you know. And uh, do we think, because Andy, his job, like at this reunion, has really been kind of coming up a lot. Do you think that like he did a good job of holding her feet to the fire so far this reunion? Like, I know we'll get a lot more into the alleged crimes and into Erica this yeah. season and social media, but do you think he's done a good job so far of like kind of holding her feet to the fire or can he do more? I do. I feel like mm-hmm. this is the first time in a long time that like, He's asking specific questions that I want asked and answered. And this is, I think, speaks to like, you can tell he prepared for this reunion. You can tell he watched the season. You can tell that he had his own questions too. And I think sometimes that's my criticism with Andy is that as the franchises have evolved, like we're not sick, we're not sitting in Vicky's backyard 
wearing sky tops anymore. Like we are, (laughs) we've evolved. And so I do think we're almost setting him up for failure by having him be the reunion host for every single show on Bravo. Mm -hmm. And I think this is proof that when he prepares properly, he can do a really good job. And Mm -hmm. I think he's doing a good job of asking the questions. He's pushing back when she's giving answers that aren't good enough, but Mm -hmm. he's doing it in a very respectful way. Like he's not being aggressive or, you know, he also, thank God, hasn't asked any questions about boob jobs or nose jobs, except for a little bit Dorit. Usually he'll start Kyle, it's good to see you. Are those new tits? And it's like, right, like, good God. But, like, in my perfect world, I would see them start to groom people, the Danny Pellegrinos of the world, mm-hmm. the the me and you of the world. Hello. <laughs> of the world, like, grooming yes. other people to take over other, you know, the Southern Charms, the mm-hmm. Summer Houses, the Vanderpump Rules, and then have Andy come in when there's an explosive season like this yes. and be like the top dog that's like, oh no, 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 this season is worthy of Andy. And then it also lights a fire under people's ass of like, if we give a good season, we get Andy. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause I think he's done a really good job so far. What do you think? I think so too. And that's uh, an amazing point because I feel like we hold his feet to the fire so much because we are sitting out here like watching every single thing on Bravo. So it's mm-hmm. like, no, why aren't you asking this? Why aren't you asking that? And it's probably because, well, he's not interested in this or that. But like us, we're like, well, we've got the podcast. We've got the accounts. Like right. we got to try to keep up with as much as we can. So like we're actually watching and like deep diving into people's and books and yeah. feedback and seeing comments exactly. every week. I think mm-hmm. like you can tell the difference when Andy has watched a season versus like mm-hmm. the below deck debacle of a couple seasons ago where it was like he clearly had not watched the season and he missed so hard. It was like a swing and a miss. Like mm-hmm. he struck out at the plate and you can tell like, and that's also just doing a disservice to the viewers who are tuning in to see questions asked. And it's doing a disservice to him because it's not feasible for one person to be able to research and watch and know everything about every single show on Bravo. Like right now, right. Like as we speak, there's like 12 great shows on, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. He is it's hard to who oh boy because I now he's grown into a celebrity too. So it's like mm-hmm. he has other obligations. He's got, you know, books he's writing and appearances and all this kind of stuff. So I agree. I mean, I do listen, we're available. So I don't know why like y'all haven't reached out yet. Like we can host these reunions. I was prepared to do a four-part Beverly Hills reunion with my questions alone, mm-hmm. let alone the fans. So I was ready for it. Uh, Erica knew of three mistresses during the marriage, one of which she found out the day that she moved out of the house. She saw some tatas in Tom's Motorola razor and she responded to the woman, nice tits, stupid bitch, but couldn't figure out how to make a space. So it was a run on sentence. Girl, you got to hold the zero down. Remember, you got to hold the zero and it'll make the space for you. Like, damn, what did you, did you, okay. What were your, because like, I remember that night, like I remember one, the night she dropped the messages and then I don't know if we knew about this previously, but like, I remember that whole, like her telling us about the cheating stuff. Mm -hmm. Was all of that convincing for you? Like, do you think that all of this is kind of like proof of Tom's infidelities, not to mention our friend Ryan Bailey 
owning a pair of red panties. So oh my gosh. amazing, amazing. <laughs> Everything like he's living the life right now. <laughs> Do we think that all of this is like proof that Tom was actually like out there cheating, like actively on Erica? Are we, I don't know. Are we, I don't know. Is it, are, do we feel that way or do we think that Tom in this sense is innocent since he's not innocent in any other aspect of his life? I think he cheated. I yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. I think she knew, like she says she knew. But I also think, like, this was one of those instances that I did believe her when she said she posted all that Trisha Bigelow stuff because she was angry, which the fact, like, the fact that that's the name. Exactly. It's just like, you can't write this shit. But, like, I, that was an instance where I was like, I believe that because I remember people and I was one of them because again me rooting for love when all of this happened before we knew about Tom like knew knew about Tom Mm -hmm. I was like no like they're so perfect together like maybe they're faking this divorce because he has money issues and they're gonna like work it out and this is behind the scenes so I was doing it from a place of like I love them together and then I (laughs) you know then more stuff came out that LA Times article came out I'm like Kyle I did read it and I was like oh shit yeah but (laughs) I believe her being like I was angry because people my entire relationship have been calling me like basically like a money grubbing person mm-hmm. who married him for money. And now all of a sudden I'm this person who's like hiding assets and like, you know, working together. It's like, you can't win either way. So I believed her of like, that's why she posted it. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, my God, like, can you imagine having to be her lawyers and PR team for when that came up? But <laughs> I also like, I, it stayed up know. a while too that night. Enough it was time a while. for a screenshot. Like she knew oh, what she yeah. was doing. Like we had also... memed and everything by the time she finally took it down. Absolutely. But was this what she was trying to say? Was it Trisha Bigelow that she was alluding to with like the, like, was that? Cause oh, she said she, knew cause she, said she couldn't say her name. She couldn't right. say who it was. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Because may- I could imagine because Trisha was a lawyer or on the mm-hmm. bench or something. Like I imagine there was a cease and desist involved so maybe that's why she couldn't say her name on television yep that makes a lot of sense i'm willing to believe that oh trish (laughs) maybe i mean maybe i'm being too hard on maybe those were tom's panties you know you can't you can't like you know people no one wants to chafe when they're you know scamming people out of millions allegedly i'm sorry okay gonna move on (laughs) um help me think of a legal way where a moneyless Erica can like move into a house and like lease a car and do all this thing. Cause she just, that was the question she kind of, that kind of made me like jump back a little bit. Cause he asked her, how can you can do all these things when you say your money was basically tied up? Like I mm-hmm. couldn't think of a reason for that. And I don't know if you've thought about this at all. Cause I can't, I'm, it, it made me jump back. Cause you know, I was having a little sympathy for her, but then I was like, ooh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I don't know. Okay. So I haven't thought about it. And that's a good question because yeah, how did she do that? And then her question, that was like the one question that she was like, I can't talk about it. I did it legally, but I can't talk about it. Right. It reminds me of my grandmother is of a certain generation where mm-hmm. like women have, they had to have, money. had to have like an escape plan, right? Like you would take yes. the cash. <laughs> like she has to this day, 
coffee cans like, yes. coffee, like those old school like folders yes. full of cash hidden mm-hmm. all around her house <laughs> and like there's been times where like she's had you know a couple of her martinis and she's like come with me you know when it's my time to go mm. you know the, the here's some ca-. and like she'll like open a cabinet drawer and I'm like holy shit <laughs> It's like, you know, just like in case I ever needed like an escape clause or like because mm-hmm. back in the day, like once again, the men had the money and all that. And my grandfather is a wonderful man. But like I again, that's where it comes into like Erica has very old school sensibilities at times. And mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe Erica just had at Mikey's house a couple of Folgers coffee cans full of cash and was ready to put that down payment down, you know, maybe I, I'm willing to believe that because I that's still being like taught by most people i know too because like Mm -hmm. if it's not a coffee can it's the mattress you know it's it's somewhere in the house you Uh know like you can probably go to a lot of people's houses i know with a knife and start right in the middle of the bed and cut your way out you'll probably find (laughs) a million dollars in there somewhere so like i'm okay you you've convinced me though so now i'm okay i'm willing to believe that there are a lot of you know car dealerships that'll just say hey you come in with you know the the forty thousand for the range rover you can you can drive off the lot with it now and it's like okay got it that's fine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i believe okay you convinced me there we go (laughs) erica might be on your team after this oh my god i'm kind of shocked myself uh first of all i'm putting i'm not angry i'm angry on a t-shirt because i don't know what the hell that (laughs) meant but i'm gonna put it on a t-shirt someone needs to make merch like i know uh monty our friend monty has merch out right now i need to tell Mm -hmm. her to do that and copyright it before erica thinks to um there were a lot of shady questions from the viewers during this reunion like Uh shady like even by my standards like how can you be mad at tom for saying someone can have you if they can afford you but you have a song called it's expensive to be me and then that question would you marry tom all over again because that's in my mind that's a lose-lose question either way it goes (laughs) i like i don't know that that was the the viewers really i don't know if i should be proud of them or or like embarrassed or what since i'm in this community but i don't know what do you think that the the first of all my question always is did all those view like questions actually come for the viewers are these some shady ass producers wanting to know some of this stuff too or andy cohen in his dressing room being yes like, tammy from tallahassee wants to know <laughs> yeah tammy's like now why am i in it i haven't done anything <laughs> Oh my God. There was one moment of this reunion that I absolutely uh, loved. And it's so, just because it was so relatable to me. It was so brief, but Crystal talked about her not showing Lucy, uh, who was like, like her, I call her like her estate manager because she like Mm -hmm. does everything in the home. Like Lucy, she didn't want to show her her reunion look because she said she didn't want her to see and then like say what she thinks about the look. This is literally me and my mom, like, to a T. My mom is the queen of negging. She'd be like, oh my God, those are new pants. Oh my God, I love them. If they, you know what, if they just had them in your size, you would, they would look so, it's like that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what, I should have left an hour ago when I planned on it. Like, I should not have been here this long. Yeah. I just, I love that moment. That was like the most relatable thing in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, okay. We get into the read part where, you know, the read talks all you know, long, long winded and everything. Do you think she talks too damn much or is this just an exaggeration by everyone? Like, or is Kyle the, the true talkative Nancy here? 
I think Dorit talks a lot, <laughs> but I think it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point that everybody is hyper aware of her talking. Yes. And now she's hyper aware of it. And then it's like a, it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Andy yawned during this segment, <laughs> just like, oh my God. He was so like, you could tell he was like, oh shit, she's going to see me yawning too. And she mm-hmm. called him out. I kind of love that though. <laughs> uh, the moment literally in the same conversation where they're like, where I think it was Garcelle, who is Carlton? I literally like, I, it's hard to make me like audibly like laugh or gasp or something, but that made me do both. Like that correct mm-hmm. me up. Justice for Witchy Poo, because I what do we want justice for Witchy Poo? I don't even know. Like, is there just a blip on our radar that we're acting like never happened or? I don't know. I need to go back and watch that season because at the time I wasn't like a hardcore watcher the way I am now. Right. Like I wasn't like dissecting everything and I was just like a casual viewer. So I didn't appreciate her, I feel like, enough. Yes. I feel like us now in 2021, we would probably like we, me and you would single handedly start a Bring Carlton back campaign. <laughs> like I feel like I remember like I remember thinking during her season, like, what is actually happening didn't she right put now? A curse on someone's computer. I, <laughs> I don't remember that, but I was literally, my next question was going to be, do you think she hexed Garcelle for asking that question if she was watching the reunion? Do you think she still watches? God. I don't, well, she definitely has a Google alert on her. So she'll there we know. Go. So people, when Garcelle inevitably does something terrible, because I put her in my top five, it's not my fault. It's Carlton. There we go. On her. <laughs> there we go we're gonna blame Carlton for all of this so like our fave <laughs> actually didn't have a bad season it was just mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. you can't beat witches Scarlet Witch Agatha you can't beat any of them so it's okay uh Dorit's I did now this one is kind of specific for you Dorit's having black and brown people working in her house I remember specifically me and you were talking like I think when that episode first aired and I think that was when we were starting to see like the fandom taking a hard left turn on Dorit. And I remember you were like, you know what? I'm trying to stick with it, but boy, you're making it really hard for everyone to kind of to stay there. And I don't know. I, I know like you've always like, cause it took me probably like a season or two to really get on the Dorit train. But when Mm -hmm. I was on, I was on, I know you've kind of been a Dorit fan since the beginning, really. Like you've always kind of like, found the value in a player like Dorit has this like season changed your mind at all or has the reunion changed your mind at all and if it has like which way has it gone like is it worse better like what is it right now I need to do a welfare check on your your fandom (laughs) with Dorit yeah so Dorit has been a top five like since her first season for me Mm -hmm. I have always found her to be like a living breathing cartoon character which really (laughs) cracks me up she's currently on the bench after this season just because she really didn't give us much and then when she did she was like literally talking about her mom's best friend who is black so it's like really hard to like you know back her in this fight and like Mm -hmm. give her a starting spot in my lineup I Felt like this was a season where she definitely took a back seat in a lot of ways, which mm-hmm. there was just so much going on with Erica that like, I think a lot of people Everyone, were able yeah. to take a season off just because everything was revolving around this case and like the ongoing new information that was getting dropped mm-hmm. you know, every single filming event. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 
this was tough. This was a tough season for her. She looked like a huge asshole. And then she (laughs) doubled down. She doubled down last week when, you know, with the Garcelle fight. And then she she doubled down again this episode. It was like, (laughs) Dorit, like for as much as you talk, you could slip in and I'm sorry. Good Lord. Right. Oh my God. Like it. Okay. I've been, I appreciate Dorit because now I have the best running joke on my page, which is her mom's black best friend. So I'm appreciative of that. But that being said, boy, oh boy, Dorit was a journey this season. Like I get it. Like, you know, no one really had to do much this season just because of whatever was like everything that was going on. Right. Which is why like, you know, Crystal, I feel like would have had a phenomenal first season because like she really kind of carried the season, her and Sutton up until the right. news about Erica broke. So like, I was like, okay, you know, Crystal, you've earned a season two in my book, but Dorit really, I don't, I, her place was hard to find this season. Like storyline was those wedding dresses. And really <laughs> it was PK that like made any moments happen. You yes. know, like the best moments were that dinner where they were laughing at Erica and, <laughs> you know, crying about Tom getting his, um, his ankle done instead of his head. But, and then, yeah, it was, you know, and then she had a bunch of really problematic, tough moments. And so I just felt mm-hmm. like she really wasn't, it's like, it's almost like if you're gonna take a season off of having your own storyline, then you have to deliver in confessionals and you have to deliver as a Greek chorus. Like you can have a season where you don't have a lot going on in your personal life. Like, you know, life is life and we ebb and flow and we don't have like a whole lot going on every single year of our life, Mm -hmm. but then you have to compensate in other ways of like being our voice and speaking our thoughts out loud, which she wasn't doing because she had Erica's back for so long, or 100%. giving really funny confessionals, mm-hmm. which she doesn't really, that's not really her forte. She's the best right. and she's the funniest when she's not meaning to be. So really right. it was just like a lot of her, what, like strutting into a room wearing head to toe Louis Vuitton or something. Like that was her personality this year. Exactly. It's, uh, oh, Doreen, it, it, it was a lot because- First of all, that dinner with the four of them, Kyle, Dorit, and the husbands, was probably random, but probably one of my favorite moments of the season, like top Absolutely. three, because that whole that episode, first of all, was amazing. But that scene literally had me like grabbing my stomach, yes. like laughing. <laughs> like that was it was that contagious hell. laughter where like yes. somebody's losing it so much that like I was like laughing along with them. Like I was yes. like wiping away a tear. Like it was so good because and one of the reasons it was so good is because, like you said, PK, PK literally like Dorit. I feel like she wanted to. I don't know. I always feel like the Fox Force, whatever number we're down mm-hmm, to or up mm-hmm. to, the Fox Force always kind of has conversations before they know a scene is being shot. And I feel like Dorit wanted to go into that one-on-one scene with PK and be like, you know what, this is what Erica's going through. I support her. And it's all just, you know, this and that. But PK didn't get the memo. And he was like, yeah, that's all dumb. And like, why is she talking about her her her, her stuff on Instagram and buffoons and cartoons? And, you know, it's, it's a lot going on. And I feel like he really kind of, in a lot of ways, because like, I feel like I've been mad at Dorit a lot this season. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there are a lot of times where I forgot I was mad at her because he humanized her. He yes. like humanized the air in the room so much that 
it may be like even when she agreed with him, I was like, okay, good. You're you're seeing you know sense right now. It, it you know, and I know you're a PK fan. So oh, I love PK. <laughs> Want to get you, him on the PK for the Patreon hashtag PK for the Patreon. There we go. I'm about to say you and uh, Chichi are gonna have to fight for him. So okay, well she <laughs> wants him in a different way that I want him. Okay. I would just like drink martinis and be friends. She might like actually want to marry the man. Yes, there <laughs> we go. <laughs> so we, oh boy, we get to the Lisa Renna, Amelia Bedelia, Scott Disick, Harry Hamlin portion of the reunion with acrylic nails. It was a lot. And it, I'm not going to lie, it crushes me. Crushes me. <laughs> you know, she's my arch, she's my arch nemesis. It crushes me that Harry Styles is a Lisa Rinna a fan and it just I know. it really bothers me he's in the MCU now and so is Florence Pugh and it just really you know I don't like my Marvel stars associating with who Lisa is he Rinna. playing so he's gonna be in this movie that comes out in two weeks apparently it was a shock to everyone because we all thought the character was being voiced by someone else but apparently it's gonna be him so hmm. Yeah, very, very, you know, blindsided the fans, but him finding that news out really kind of, you know, really made this episode a lot harder to watch because <laughs> I have really been, you know, I've been, I take my bare back and body and I just lay down and I watch the show. It's, it's very, it's, it's discomforting to me. How do you feel about what, no, what celebrity would you find out who do you hate as much as I hate Lisa Renna? Because I used to love Lisa Renna, but I literally like, I don't know if it's the cackle or <laughs> I don't know what it is like, but me and Lisa Renna, we just are not on the same page anymore. Who would you yeah. be crushed to find out was a fan of a housewife that you absolutely just could not stand? I think. Or Bravo Liberty. It doesn't have to be a housewife, but like if yeah. someone said, Oh my God, I love Jax Taylor who would who would crush you finding it out okay so my arch nemesis is craig conover oh yes we shared that there we Mm -hmm, go (laughs) mm -hmm. and i think i'm trying to think of like who i am i think if i think if tina fey publicly (laughs) announced that she was like a craig conover stan i might just like throw my phone out the window and never log on (laughs) to instagram again (laughs) <laughs> oh no, Bravo is done, party. <laughs> that would be the worst. Oh, that'd be so sad. Oh, Tina, don't do that. That would that would even make that would that would hurt my heart. I would hate that. Jesus. She, and she gives she gives Andy a jar of the sauce, which is like the most inconvenient like traveling gift that you can give uh, literally a jar of sauce not even like a plastic container of sauce but literally a jar I just I, I don't know why I had to bring that up but good god I feel like, so bad for whatever PA had to like go and find a mini fridge and like keep right. it at the appropriate temperature while they continue to film for like 27 more hours you know exactly like literally filming from like 8 to 10 o'clock that night and you're on uh Harry Hamlin sauce duty AKA can of ragu duty, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> um, we so we end the reunion with Kathy and Kyle. Is it weird that like I'm like I love their relationship. I love their relationship, mm-hmm. and they, I feel like Kathy coming on has really brought me around to Kyle. Even yes. though we see her for what she is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But is is it? It's weird that like I don't know why I'm never fully comfortable with their relationship. Like I feel like. They're kind of like, not Giselle and Karen, but like, they're those people that like, you know, those people 
that you have in your life that are friendly in public, but you know at any moment the wrong thing gets said and it's World War Three. I always sisters. Feel, yes, and I always feel like that with them. Like I always feel like sisters scare me so much. Sisters yes. scare me. I have a brother, and so I never understood the sister thing. I have two mm-hmm. girls now, so God mm. help me because I've already told my cousins who are sisters Mm -hmm. of like you're gonna have to help me when I get to those teenage years because I've seen you guys fight and I don't understand how you can like literally tear each other's souls down like go for the jugular and then you're like hey can I borrow that top like I don't understand it like I don't understand sisters scare the shit out of me oh my god I'm a a sibling too and you know what there's nine years between us so like she's nine years older than me but we still like we all we've always just like gotten along well yeah but when we fight <laughs> it's like especially now like it's always about like it's not just about like cosmetic like nothing like nothing surface level when we fight it's like about like family Deep secret secrets. like right like yeah old shit like from the 80s like even though I'm not that old but you know what I mean like yeah. you know yeah. it's it, it them. so it's those kind of fights where like I feel like Kathy and I feel like they could eat. I'm people like have been like rallying to bring Kim back next season. Like I would love the chaos, but my God, I would be on edge every time don't, they were don't all on like screen. That would be like the Bermuda triangle. And we all might just be like sucked <laughs> down to hell. Like if the three of them were on the same show, I mean, really television, lot. but like, I think we might like open up a vortex that maybe we need to close. Like, I don't Cthulhu think, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think we're ready for it. Oh my, that's a, that is a lot to handle. I don't think people know what they're asking for a lot of times when they like suggest this stuff. Like some people have put like Atlanta cast together, like in their minds. I'm like, that is the most chaotic shit I've ever witnessed in my life like that is not gonna work on tv I'd love to Mm -hmm. see it though (laughs) (laughs) and we'll wrap it out just by saying that when Kathy cries we cry too oh absolutely that is just so much someone has lost a parent like that is just the oh boy like it it hits you at the most rank because like I'm always like I am a an emotionless droid so like I don't like have like those moments often but like when someone brings up like a specific memory or something about my dad I'm literally just ah, like on the floor just like it's a mess so like I get it oh Kathy oh Kathy oh Kathy oh Kathy oh my god well listen we've got other shit to do (laughs) (laughs) we literally have other stuff to do right after this so why don't you plug all of your stuff as if like the people that don't listen to me don't listen to you but why don't you plug all of your stuff tell them where they can find you uh, uh give them with uh i should have told you to bring a, a card to leave them with and love them Wait, like a sister I I oh there we go here. and i haven't done one in so long hold on oh my god you're getting a oh no bravo live right no. now this is amazing which okay you want an exclusive here (laughs) yes always okay i think i'm going to bring back my lives in (gasps) 2022 they're gonna look a little different they might be a little less frequent but i'm ready to don my wigs again so even if it's monthly we will take it we love that oh (laughs) my god lunch table i miss the comment section okay so let me shuffle real quick here i'll put in some asmr for you okay i love that All right. So our affirmation card for the week is vitality. 
I am healthy and vital and strong. My radiant love of life fills me with healthy, vital, and strong cells. Each cell is a warrior. Everyone has its own sword and shield. I dare you to try and penetrate my cellular army. D- didn't think so, chump. Oh, there you go. Can I tell you this? Might you probably won't believe when I said I have a vitality tattoo, and you, you pulled that card. Like, is that not the craziest thing in the world? I kind of love so that. Strange. I That's- love that kismet there we go <laughs> tell them where they can find me. i love that i know <laughs> um, yes yeah, so you can find me at ono bravo on instagram i have a patreon patreon patreon.com slash ono bravo i do two episodes a week so at the main show level i'm recapping beverly hills and then we'll be recapping salt lake city i do that with my sister-in-law she's a virgo she is wonderful we have exactly opposing views on most things so if you're somebody who thinks that my takes are trash you will be quite pleased with hers because she always tells me my takes are trash and then I have the bonus episode I have the bonus episode level that Kendrick will be on this week we're going to record after we're done here Mm -hmm. and then of course you can check me out at um, I am the cute one a nostalgia podcast with the dip. I do that with Donnie mm-hmm. by Bravo is on this week. We have a special bonus episode coming out midweek next week in honor of Halloween. We are covering double, double toil and trouble, the <gasps> MK and a classic. So oh. go over there and check it out. Just like try one. I promise you <laughs> you'll like it. Even if you're like, I don't know the Mary Kate Nashley. I don't like Mary Kate Nashley. Just try it. Just can do I, me a favor and try it. Can I vouch for you really quickly? I literally because I feel like I probably had the same reaction as everyone else like when I first clicked play I'm like I have not seen any of these movies since I was I don't know how how many years old I don't know what the hell is about to go on but you and Donnie literally like just talking about it because y'all walk us through it so perfectly and y'all go (laughs) off on the most hilarious tangents and there is the it is seriously like the best 30 minutes like of the week so like just check it out like it's so good they're so funny together it's a beautiful thing when you find like your chaotic soulmate and you've definitely found it with donnie in this podcast so kudos congratulations and good blessings i'm making like (laughs) i'm never gonna see you again like we talk every day like we're not gonna like hang up and immediately record my page right (laughs) (laughs) everybody Thank you for listening. I'm Kendrick. You all know where to find me. You're probably subscribed. That's how you're hearing this. But if you're new, then check me out on Instagram. I am at Reality Comics 2. That's T-O-O. If you'd like to support, I love support. You can buy me a coffee. Get on www.buymeacoffee.com slash Reality Comics the number two because they told me my name was too damn long. So check that out. And I'll see you guys next time with part three. See ya. sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya!
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.